Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He goes, oh, if you sand all this car down, I'll get you a skateboard. And I was only like, you know, 11 years of age. And the things he done for me as a human being, like he knew I wasn't going to sand the car down properly, but he wanted to get me to skateboard. And he taught me these valuable lessons. I do the same thing to my kids. Do you want something? Well, if you sweep the floor, I'll get you this. Or if you clean this, I'll get you that. And these life lessons by a man that wasn't my family, he installed so many life lessons into me. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me. I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls. And the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives. And that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you, you. What makes you the absolutely unique human that you are. Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story. What happened to them, how they got through and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hey, my beautiful friend, do you suffer from depression? Symptoms of depression are not always obvious. You might feel constantly tired. You might be low in energy, low in motivation. 
You might have constant feelings of anxiety or worry, feelings of sadness or feeling constantly guilty about everything. If this sounds like you, take a look at Destroy Depression. It's a treatment plan that works regardless of your symptoms or your age. It's a totally drug-free, straightforward plan that explains everything you need to know about eliminating depression step by step. Destroy Depression helps you dominate your depression. It helps you take back control over your symptoms and it comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee so you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Click the link in the show notes to find out more about how Destroy Depression can help you because you really do deserve to live your life free from the symptoms of depression. Hey, my beautiful friends, welcome back and a special welcome if you're joining me for the very first time. Hey, have you checked out my new healing blog yet? It's called Heal and you can find it at howmyparentsraisedme.com. Please go and check it out. This week, you'll find 21 ways to spot a narcissist and 20 very important must-read books for when you are healing from childhood trauma. Sean Keyes has BPD, which is Borderline Personality Disorder. His own father suffered horrific abuse at the hands of his father, and the abuse was perpetuated and continued down to Sean and his siblings. But Sean copped the worst of it, and he felt no love, especially not from the father who abused him his entire life. But love was still around. Sean's older sister took on the role of looking after the family, and she did it with so much kindness and care. And Sean's older brother-in-law showed Sean what it was like to be loved. He took Sean under his wing and gave him kindness and care and acceptance and made him feel like someone was on his side. And that is everything to a child within an abusive family environment. That one source of pure love, the importance of that can never be underestimated. We pick the story up as Sean is talking about his mother and how her generation just didn't recognize that much of what they were doing at the time was abuse. Even even the other day, and I, I find this comical, literally the other day, like the love I have for my mother is huge. It's just so much. And I was abused by another sibling quite a lot, and my father and my mother. But my mother, because she heard a radio interview, was asking me about, you know, a sibling that abused me and what happened. I said, oh, she done this, 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 and this. And I, was, and I said, but I don't really pass any heed now on it, which I don't. I don't really pass any heed. That is terrible, she says. I couldn't believe them two done that to you. Like, I never done anything. And I went, uh, you kind of did. <laughs> And this was literally two days ago. And she goes, well, I never abused you. And you call me a monster every day. Like, and, ah, Sean, like, sure, that's not abuse. <laughs> well, I grew up thinking I was a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure, that's not a big deal, is it? Well, I didn't like it. I kind of always thought I was a monster. So act, I acted like a monster. I didn't do anything else to you. Uh, you left me, like, you were kind of going around doing... 
a religious thing. She was trying to find God years ago and brought me and I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And she was bringing me into just Hova's witness place. And I, did, I, I wouldn't go in. I was eight years of age. I was like, I'm not doing this. Because she brought me to born again Christians and they were, they were talking in tongues and it scared me. And they were all talking in a circle and they were kind of looking and it really scared me as a child. So when she brought me to the Jehovah's Witness, I was like, I'm not going in. And it was about two miles from our home and I wouldn't get into the car to get a lift home. She goes, leave him there. And they left me. <laughs> and I was like going, not very Christian of you. Um, so I, I had to walk home as an eight-year-old child. And I said this to her, I says, you left me on the side of the road. Did I? Yeah. Ah, but she wouldn't have got into the car, would you? I says, I wouldn't have got into the car, but I was still an eight-year-old child. I mean, you, you would have had to just walk home with me. Yeah, but you wouldn't have got into the car. No, I wouldn't have got into the car. I'm sure then. <laughs> and I was like explaining what she did to me as a child. I was going, you know, and you're done in a, you don't wash on. There were tough times. And I said, yeah, there were. And like, and there were, there were tough times. And I mean, that was only two days ago. So like, I have no, um, anything inside me like like i'm laughing telling the story and i was going back to work laughing my head off going she's fucking mental in the head like i love her so much i absolutely love her so she's mad in the head like she's just mad in the head in her own way like you know you don't see that generation doesn't see that as abuse yeah and that's what i was just thinking i think back in those times you know, they had a, a very different idea of what was acceptable, especially towards kids. You know, kids were the lowest kind of form of life and they were mm. the end of the uh, food chain and nobody really cared that much. You know, you're allowed to do anything to your kids. But when I look at your life, and obviously it was very difficult, and you're talking about never feeling loved, but I know you talk about your brother-in-law when he came on the scene and yeah. how much love you felt from him can you talk about how how that changed you or how that affected you that feeling that you got from your brother-in-law that was huge and even now like my heart is um it's kind of bleeding in its own way to be honest with you like um like I went down to my brother my sister and I went down to my brother-in-law in, in uh, August in um 1989 and he simply I know it's simple to him but he brought me to see a film Batman and when we got there it was already on so he brought me to see another film and then after that film he brought me to see Batman so I got to see two films in one day and he was showing me so much attention and I was like oh my god this is a lovely feeling and he was buying me the treats and whatnot but he just showed me so much attention. I was overwhelmed with love. And on that day, I decided to become a panel beater or spray painter. It's the same trade, like, because of his love for me. Even we went off working he, and, like, we went off doing his trade. And there was so much to this week that he, I was down with him. We went off working and I... You know, he was working on a, a Renault 5 at the time. And he goes, oh, if you sand all this car down, I'll get you a skateboard. And I was only like, you know, 11 years of age. And the things he'd done for me as a human being, like 
He knew I wasn't going to sand the car down properly. But he wanted to get me to skateboard. And he taught me these valuable lessons. I do the same thing to my kids. Do you want something? Well, if you sweep the floor, I'll get you this. Or if you clean this, I'll get you that. And these life lessons by a man that wasn't my family, he installed so many life lessons into me. As a child, I mean, I'm 25 years spraying cars and I don't even like them. I have no interest in cars. I'm the worst person you could have in the panel beating trade because I don't get excited about pieces of steel. Um, that's what they are to me. They're pieces of steel. Um, but because the love I have for him, and even when I'm smelling the paint, when I'm, you know, little things that he'd done for me made a huge impact on my life. Even when we went out working uh, in his trade, we forgot the milk and he had coffee. And he was giving coffee to, you know, an 11-year-old. And I love coffee. So all of these tiny little things that he was just being himself are huge impacts in my life. I love coffee. It's a, it gives me a homely feeling. And it's because we drank coffee together, an 11-year-old child, and uh, he would have been 30 at the time. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Little things. And, you know, I have my sister as well. You know, two major human beings in my life is my eldest sister and, and this man. And they showed me nothing but kindness all through my life. Like, my sister is one of my best friends. I started talking to her when I was 18. And I am the man I am today because of her as well. I mean, she is the most kindest human being I know. I'm 25 years talking to her, and I can ring her and talk about uh, reading a book about ants and talk to her for three hours about how I think answer class and like some of them are farmers and it's amazing. And I know she's like, oh, my God, this is so boring. <laughs> and she's just going, ah, oh, that's a wonderful, that's a great story, son. She calls me son because she's 13 years older than me. And she would have reared us, you see, because of where, what we came from. And that kindness has developed me as a human being. Absolute kindness. That just general. And she took, look. The reason I do the podcast is because of my sister. She showed me just listen to people. Just, just, just show them that you can listen. She never told me. She's never given me one opinion in 25 years of talking to her. And I could, 
I could talk to my sister for six hours on the phone when I was in a bad way back then. Not once did she say, I think you should do this. She always said, you know what you're like, son. I know you have a good enough mind to figure this out. That's all she ever said. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just having those, just having those one or two people in in our lives, it makes such a massive difference, doesn't it? When you're coming from a family like that. But I'm interested in a family where you have so much chaos and abuse that these beautiful souls still come out of that. Oh <laughs> God! I mean. You didn't I, like all turn into crazy, chaotic monsters. You all turned into beautiful humans. The worst in our family is me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the fact. Uh, I'm even scratching the back of my head. Out of us all, I was the worst. Um, 100% by tenfold, I was the worst. I caused the most trouble. I got arrested. I was up in court. Um, none of the rest of them. Like, you know, they all have their own troubles. I'm not going to say everyone got away scot-free. You know, every one of them in their own way. Bar, um, the youngest, um, and he's a complete fucking, he's a gentleman. But I mean, I talk to people no more than yourself around the planet, and you're listening to people's stories. And I look at our family and go, wow, how did we not end up in prison or you know, something. And I was only thinking about this about two weeks ago because like that, you're talking to people. And, and we had, I won't go into detail, every form of abuse that could happen to anybody bar killing them, we've had. Every form. Nothing was left out. I'm not going to speak about any of my siblings because this is my podcast, but every form of abuse. So I looked at all of that and went like, wow, how? We all pulled together as a family. We, from an early age, huddled together and minded each other. And because the head of our family is a natural, kind and caring human being, she was our mother figure. She was the one who, there's no badness in my sister. Like she, I do call her a lamb at times because she can't see people that be making an, an Egypt over and doing wrong. She just sees the good in everybody. No matter what, she just sees the good in them. And she's the head of our family. And, you know, we, through her and, and the rest of them, they're all different personalities. We all is pulled together. If any one of us gets stuck, the other seven come in and help. You know, no matter, no, and we all don't get along and we all don't agree with each other. You're talking a very large family. But I mean, even if one person in our family gets stuck money or anything, the rest of them pull in and help. Even when my father was dying, and this is something I love about our family. When my father got diagnosed with cancer, um, my mother was kind of working part time at the time. And she wanted to stay at home and mind them. And we all got together and we, we met up our wages. Every one of us. Like we just all got together, met up our wages. We live in a council house. We made sure he was in a home. And we gave our father a fantastic debt in a sense of we were all there. We all minded him. We all took care of him. 
And it took him nine months to die. Um, and I love that about our family is like, we, d- we could have put him into a, like a hospital or something and left him there. We could have done that. That's just something you can do in Ireland. And we decided that Mammy wanted to nurse him and, you know, see him out. And we did too. And we gave him a great death. And I'm so proud of our family that we didn't do anything other than that. You know, for a man that completely destroyed, like, most of his family and yeah. scared a lot of them. Yeah. And, and when he was dying, was there any remorse or... No, he, which I'm very grateful for. speak about anything that had happened? Um, no, and I'm so, I am so grateful he didn't. That is one of the things I, I'm a very much like my father. Do it, commit to it, and get on with it. And he was the same way, or I'm the same way as him. And I'm so grateful he never apologized on his deathbed. I would have never, I would have never forgiven him. Thankfully, he wasn't the type. If he apologized on his deathbed to me, I'd be like, no, you can fuck off. You had all your life to do this. You can fuck off. No way. And it's one of the things I hold so much pride with him. And people can't understand that. He done it. He committed to it. And he moved on from it. Even though it was beatings, even though it was abuse, I'm doing it. I stand behind it. And I'm not changing my mind on it. I can respect that. I can completely respect. I don't, I don't agree with what he did to me or my, my siblings. I can respect the fact that when he decided to do it, that's what he did. And no, he, like my sister asked him for forgiveness or are you sorry? And he goes, I am. Um, but she asked. I mean, she asked, you know, what are you going to say? No, <laughs> you're dying. So... No, I, I respect the fact that he never called us in. He never said, look, I'm so sorry for everything I've done to you. I, I completely respect that. If he, if he didn't, if he done that, I, I would have lost all respect for him as a human being. Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week.